0: I'm Dr. Future, your host. I invite you to join me as together we experience a future quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And
1: I'm Tom, new exegetical thing, bionic.
0: Well, that sounds like all theological Uh, there.
1: Yeah. I was reading this really interesting article right before we flipped the mics on about uh, this new exegetical principle Mm -hmm. where you take, you look at the questions in the Bible, specifically the gospel narratives. And
0: by the way, explain exegesis for some of our listeners. Uh,
1: It's like how you study, the steps in how you study and uncover the truth and meaning and what, what is meant in the Bible.
0: How's it different from eisegesis?
1: Eisegesis is make, bringing... Meaning from a systematic theology or commentary to the Bible, okay, to the text, okay. Uh,
0: and exegesis means you look in the Bible in the to find
1: to to determine the meaning, yeah. Okay. And I mean, I think there's there's a little bit of place for mm-hmm. both things, cause, mm-hmm. but mostly it's like we got to be like really inductive.
0: Well, I want to go on the record that I love Jesus, whether it's exegesis or exegesis. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's like, yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Sorry to interrupt you. I just want to make sure people understood what you're saying because they just got hit with that in the first few milliseconds of future Quake Well, we try rate. to keep
1: people informed around here, you know, I mean.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know. I wish you'd get me up to speed. <laughs> it's good to be back with everybody. Um, we hope you enjoyed our last few weeks shows and, uh, just a couple real quick announcements we have. I uh, want to remind everybody about the NRB,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, National Religious Broadcasters. You and I are going to be praying there.
1: We're going to be praying. It I is think? not
0: an event. It is not a meeting. You and I are going to be praying. Mm-hmm. It's a prayer meeting. But if I our mean. friends wanted to join us, well, it's just you and me praying. Uh, if they would like to join us while we pray, we would love to have you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there at the Opry Mills parking lot. Mm-hmm. Presuming that it's still open like it was when we scouted out. I hope it doesn't snow. On I know anything could happen. Saturday, February 26th at 5 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Probably be there about an hour mm-hmm. if we're allowed to stay there, and uh, if not, we'll head to the Showneys across the street. But we're gonna pray, intercede for our leaders, Christian leaders that are all meeting inside the mm-hmm. hotel, all warm and toasty on the inside. We'll we'll be out there shivering and probably set some garbage cans on fire or something. And yeah, you know.
1: be like a like escape from New York, but
0: only more intense. More, more, in, with Yeah, look for yeah. the future mobile. It'll have the two chandeliers yeah, with on, that the, Kurt on the fender. <laughs> yeah, it'll have the chandeliers on the front fenders. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, come see us. We'll have the future quake flag, uh, mm-hmm. out there. If there's a wind, it'll be blazing in the, in the air. If not, it'll just be there. It'll we'll be hanging. With the future mobile. Yep. But we're going to, pr- seriously, we want to pray humbly and reverently for our Christian leadership. We don't mm-hmm. mean a thing. God does. His purposes mean everything. Mm-hmm. And we want to intercede for our brothers. And go to the front of futurequake.com if you want to read what we're up to. Go down the left hand column. It's got the prayer. We'd like for you, if you can't come to pray with us at that time at five mm-hmm. central time on Saturday the 26th or if not then whenever you can pray it or something else that you feel yeah. like. And uh, the discs, <laughs> well, not more than normal. <laughs> um, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one other little quick thing, um, on the two book set that's available. Um, you know, uh, which has, um, uh, the Eugenics War, New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, and also, uh, Lies of Government Told You books, which I believe those two books are a good way to break the ice with anybody, you know, family, coworkers, whatever, about the kind of stuff we talk about on Future Quake, mm-hmm. and just want to encourage everybody to get them. Uh, you know, when, uh, Andrew was on our show, he sort of raised the bar and put down the gauntlet that we would announce the names of people who bought it yeah okay so i guess i have to do it so now i'm going back to the records trying to find out that they're not flying off the shelf i want to tell you they, they may not <laughs> be got like, like the, one name on the well shelf. yeah close they may be like the new coke okay may may go over like I that got a couple cases of that somewhere. I, I sure hope uh i sure hope yeah, things pick up they just have been in the last couple of days uh but i want to thank uh thomas in fort wayne and also um uh sid in georgia uh, Chris in Missouri, uh, Susan in New York, and Rodrigo in Texas. I want to thank you all for ordering those sets mm-hmm. personally, because, uh, a few dollars of that will actually go and help us for our expenses on Future mm-hmm. Quick. So, since Andrew said you were going to get recognition, there you go. Yeah. And, uh, in, in the Heavenlies, you'll get even more. It'll be a lots of, like, major mansions. You get, a, like, yeah. a, you get a couple of stars
1: in your crown and a... It'll be more than that. It'll be a big
0: mansion. Yeah. Oh, for really? every book set Sweet. sold, there's a new mansion. Yeah. 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 You
1: sound like, who was that guy that was building the tell An- with the timeshares? Yeah, sent Brother, Andrew,
0: Brother Andrew said, you know, that he told me that if they don't sell well, that God would call him home. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can't believe you said that, Andrew. That's what he said. Yeah, well, you know. I may have embellished part of that. Yeah. That may have not been exactly yeah. what I said. That Andrew last part said. was
1: a complete fabrication, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, who's now, counting?
0: Actually, that was uh, Or Roberts that said that. Yeah. So I get the two confused.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Hoffman and Oral Roberts. Yeah, I couldn't yeah.
0: remember which was which. Which one of them saw the big, tall Jesus. You know. I hate when that happens. Uh, okay, I guess we... Uh, any other announcements? Anything That's else? That's about all I got. Just, Just continue going to pray for us. And uh, go for the link for the Politics of Religion mm-hmm. conference oh, on the front that, of yeah. futurequake.com, mm-hmm. April 1st and 2nd. Mm-hmm. Be there or be square. Uh, you need to be there. Um, Being square is th- never fun. This information is getting to be more and more important. And I think god spoke to cj when he arranged this so i hope you all can be there for that mm-hmm. please sign up and go register go register there and you'll see the future mobile there mm-hmm. so we're ready for stories you got anything you want to start off with
1: well well um yeah. all right i got a short you one you sound so excited I, well i just uh, i've got i'm i get so into the like the longer stories and they just I don't know. translate well to a i, I understand a you're audience. right they are
0: they're difficult to you know yeah. um
1: uh, I really want to get into all of these Journal of Evangelical Scholarship articles I've been reading. Well, the, the, the Journal of Evangelical Theological Society. Okay. But that's not going to, you know, 25 pages later you're like, all I, right.
0: I'm like you. I've got one that it, it will. It does two things. It's real long and it'll get me into deep trouble okay. with the audience. So well, well, <laughs> just do what you feel led to do.
1: All right. Tell you what. I'll do a short one here. Um, this is from Reason.com. Okay. Hillary Clinton, uh, we can't legalize drugs because, quote, there is just too much money in it. Um, last week, while visiting Mexico, Secretary, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was interviewed by uh, Denise Marker of Televisia, who asked her opinion of proposals to address black market violence by repealing drug prohibition. Clinton's response illustrates not only the intellectual bankruptcy of the prohibitionist position, but the economic ignorance of a woman <coughs> who would be president. Hmm. So, hey. hey, he's not not uh, 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 author is not pulling any punches here. Yeah. Uh, and so then they go to this go to this little thing. Uh, Marker asks, in Mexico. There are those who propose not keeping going on with this battle and legalize drug trafficking and consumption. What is your opinion, Clinton says I don't think that will work. I mean, I hear the same debate. I hear it in my country. It's not likely to work. There is just too much money in it, and I don't think that you can legalize small amounts of um you can legalize small amounts for possession, but those who are asking so much money selling they have to be stopped what
0: I I I don't know if unless I misheard that it's like he's conceding it's it's big business or she big business and then run to interrupt it but then said well maybe we can like make some kind of deal or something like that I'm not
1: I'm just not sure how it's not like not a defense it's like a word salad you know yeah you get to pick and choose and leave the stuff that you don't like at the bottom it still Mm -hmm. leaves you empty inside carrots and stuff yeah yeah. Uh, Clinton evidently does not, the author continues, Clinton evidently does not understand that there is so much money to be made by selling illegal drugs precisely because they are illegal. Prohibition does not only enables traffickers to earn a risk premium that makes drug prices much higher than they would otherwise, than they would otherwise be, it delivers this highly lucrative business into the hands of criminals who, having no legal recourse, resolve disputes by spilling blood. Uh, The 35,000 or so prohibition-related deaths that Mexico has seen since President Felipe Calderon began a crackdown on drugs in 2006 are one consequence of the volatile situation created by the government's arbitrary dictates regarding psychoactive substances. Uh, Pace Clinton, uh, the way to stop the violent thugs who profit from prohibition is not to mindlessly maintain a policy that enriches them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I thought that really summed it up like nicely. (laughs) Really, you know, little paragraph intro. Here she is, just saying, word salad, word salad, word salad. There's too much money in it. Word salad, word salad, word salad. Uh, Analysis, perfect, spot on. Next, Mm -hmm. you know, next song.
0: Yeah, that makes terrible politicians when you you're not giving word salad. Word salad. Yeah.
1: Salad shooter. Put your words in here, spin it, and it makes.
0: You know. Yeah, people are probably thinking we're hitting on that too much. Well, but I see more and more evil emanating from that, and Christian yeah. church won't even have a, a respectful discussion
1: about it. You know, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that my studies has led me to is the real interplay uh, of justice and righteousness. Yeah, and just what that entails. You know, yeah. um, the directives of 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 you know like pleading the case of the mercy you know right. the you know the poor and the the mm-hmm. fatherless the widow and all that stuff and uh, upholding the needs of of all of this stuff and just how this goes along with um uh this this would actually be a poor example of it but um just in general of of not violating people's free will you know letting god sort of help them you know uh being being concerned about social values, but not trying to legislate them on that and rob them of their free will. Mm-hmm. you know. Right. I mean, we're, we're probably of the same mind of that, I'm, I'm sure.
0: Probably be a good talk for the Politics or Religion Conference working on yeah. stuff out.
1: Yeah, I know. It's going to be the most awesome um, contingent of thinkers I can think of.
0: Well, and then you and I will be there, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you like couple A couple of brains and two clunkers. You weren't are, you going to do the long one?
1: Uh I I might do the long one later. Okay. I yeah. I've got a lot to go through and it's just
0: You want me to dive in?
1: Please. Okay. I got one. I got one that that might be even more intense. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um <coughs> This was from uh, InfoWars. Uh WikiLeaks bombshell points to 911 stand down. Uh newly released WikiLeaks documents concerning the activities of three Qatari men who conducted surveillance of the World Trade Center and boarded flights on the eve of the 911 attacks. Adds to a plethora of evidence that, that at the very least, U.S. authorities were aware of the plot and deliberately stood down. The FBI has launched mm. a manhunt for a previously unknown team of men suspected to be part of the 911 attacks, reports the Daily Telegraph, British newspaper. Secret documents reveal that three Qatari men conducted an surveillance on t- the targets, provided support to the plotters, and had tickets for a flight to Washington on the eve of the atrocities. Ten days later, they flew to Los Angeles, where they stationed themselves in a hotel near the airport, which the FBI has now established was paid for by a convicted terrorist, who also paid for the airline tickets. Hotel staff have told investigators that they saw pilot uniforms in their room, along with computer printouts detailing pilot names, flight numbers, and times and packages addressed to Syria, Afghanistan, Jerusalem, and Jordan. Wow. Yeah. The revelation that these men may have been involved in the pre-planning for 9 again highlights the fact that the plot was known ahead of time. Whether they were double agents laying a trail for the attack to be later blamed on Muslim patsies, or they were generally part of the plot is immaterial. The fact that their behavior amidst a myriad of other obvious indications that an attack was imminent was not acted upon by U.S. authorities provides yet more evidence of a stand-down.
1: Hmm. Well, I, the one thing that I, I hate to interrupt, but the one thing that really i think people really need to look into World Trade Center seven, you know Larry Silverstein mm-hmm. is on camera saying that, well, you know about three thirty in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I talked with the president the yeah. president, the chief of the Chief of the Fire Department mm-hmm. in New York and said we need to pull it right, you know we need to pull it and brought the building down well and it takes did. it takes weeks to of course wire a building for demolition, and, right, you know to say that I you know that happened in hours you know is crazy,
0: yeah, it happened right after that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, um, even the got there and memos messed up. And here mm-hmm. you have, was the CNN and the BBC both standing in front of the building reporting it was down while it was still standing up behind before,
1: yeah, 20 yeah. minutes before, yeah, 20 minutes before. We
0: think the building's down.
1: Oh, look, man, it's still standing up uh-huh. there. Uh, yeah. The other
0: thing, of course, is
1: that NORAD, uh, the only time in its 54-year history, uh, well, 53-year history, I think, uh, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that, in its 58-plus year history, yeah. uh, the only time it was turned off was like, between 7 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. on September 11th, 2001.
0: So would the government speculate that somehow the terrorists knew weeks in advance that NORAD was going to turn it off then, and that's why they planned it at that time? Well, I don't know, but it certainly seems... There's just really dumb luck.
1: Yeah, well, uh, speaking of dumb luck, there is, of course, Marvin Bush sitting on the -hmm. head of the company called Securicom that had the security for the upper third of, uh, I think, Trade Center 2. World yeah. Trade Center 2, with a contract that expired the very day of the attacks at mm-hmm. like 8:30. Yeah,
0: it's a coincidence.
1: Um, I'm sure, it's all, it's all easily explained away. Yeah, just ask NIST.
0: U- U.S. Special Operation Command's Able Danger program identified the hijackers and their accomplices long before 911, but when the head of the program, Colonel Anthony Schaffer, tried to pass information onto the 911 Commission, he was gagged and slandered and the vital information his team had passed on was ignored and buried. Kurt Weldon, former U.S. Republican congressman and senior member of the House Armed Services Committee, documented how the government tracked the hijackers' movements before 9-1-1. Louis Alsaka, the man who trained six of the hijackers, was a CIA informant. A number of the other alleged hijackers were trained at U.S. air bases. In the months prior to 9-1-1, alleged hijackers Khalid Aldemar and Nawaf El-Hami, we're renting rooms in a house owned and lived in by an FBI informant.
1: Whoa, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. In the 2002 article entitled The Hijackers We Let Escape, Newsweek's Michael Isakoff and Daniel Claidman documented how the CIA tracked two suspected terrorists to a uh, Al Qaeda summit in Malaysia in January two thousand, then looked on as they re entered America and began preparations for September eleventh.
1: You know, that's a lot like the uh one, the mastermind of the seven seven bombings. Mm-hmm. John Loftus, who was a former head of CIA Yeah, uh, uh he's on he was on Fox News saying, Well I don't know what went on, but you know, the uh the SAS uh, let him into, and MI6 let him into the United States where he was setting up training camps. Yeah. And then the CIA and the FBI got wind of it and tried to arrest him. And the MI6 said no. And then uh, they were going to arrest him at flying back to England. And it didn't work because MI6 let him through. And then uh, uh, he was traveling on a diplomatic passport. He said that all on Fox News. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like a, a, the same, right? Exactly the same thing that you're saying here.
0: I saw something else on on Fox News archive today that, if we have time, I want to talk about it. it sort okay. of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that there were numerous Al Qaeda affiliated terrorists involved in the pre-planning stages of 911 is unsurprising, given that former FBI translator S- Sybil Edmonds' testimony that Bin Laden was working for the U.S. right up to the day of 911. On the very morning of 9 one the money man behind the alleged hijackers, Pakistan's ISI chief Mahmoud Ahmad, was meeting with U.S. government intelligence officials. Indeed, even after 9 one the so-called spiritual leader of the very hijackers, who allegedly slammed Flight 77 into the Pentagon, Anwar al-Awlaki, al- 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 was himself invited to dine with Pentagon top brass mere months after the attack. Al-Awlaki was later involved in directing the underwear bomber, who was allowed to board the plane by order of the U.S. State Department, aided by a well-dressed man who got Abdul Muttalab uh, on the airliner despite the fact that he was on a terror watch list and had no passport. Eyewitness and Delta 253 passenger Kurt Haskell subsequently blew the whistle to state that Umar Farouk Abdul Muttalab. Was given the bomb by the U.S. government to create a pretext for the implementation of naked body scanners and boost TSA's budget.
1: Yeah, he was. He when he made those allegations, uh, uh, Kurt Haskell. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was demonized publicly by oh, the yeah. mainstream media. They Said he was crazy. And then it then it came out that you know yeah. he's totally hundred percent right. Yeah. They finally know? admitted it. He yeah. cried
0: uncle after they tried to intimidate him. Yeah. While there has been plenty of focus on possible connections between other Muslim. Suspects and the alleged 9 hijackers. Little has been said about the role of the infamous Dancing Israelis, mm. who brazenly displayed their foreknowledge of the plot after they were witnessed setting up camera equipment pointed at the World Trade Center before the attack unfolded. When the plane slammed into the towers, the men were seen dancing, cheering, and congratulating each other. The details of these new WikiLeaks documents only serve to confirm that there were numerous drills. And preparatory actions taking place immediately prior to 911 indicating that an attack was imminent what the telegraph and the rest of the establishment media refused to mention in any of these reports is a confirmed fact that although able danger and other uh, through able danger and other intelligence operations these events were being closely tracked by u s authorities hmm. Add to this a complete reversal of standard operating procedure on the day of 911 in in relation to NORAD's failure to intercept any of the hijacked airliners and the evidence For a government-military stand-down, which at the very least allowed the attack to take place, is abundant. Hmm. And there was something mentioned at the end of that story. uh, That that last thing they mentioned, I had never looked into before. Mm -hmm. And so I went and looked at the link they had there to Mm -hmm. it to finally read about it. And if you want me to get into it, I can now or later. It's up to about you what do you the, feel like. About the, I had never really looked into the dancing Israeli story. I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, do you know much it. about it? I just
1: I just know that multiple people that I know and respect have said that there's footage out there of what appears to be a bunch of dudes speaking Hebrew, putting a camera up and then watching the plane hit the planes hit the towers and then celebrating.
0: Right. And now but, granted there was a lot of weird stuff going on that day. I mean yeah, from all no fronts. Of it. Um would you like to hear a little bit more about it?
1: Um I'm kind of scared to say yes, but I will anyway. Would you? Okay.
0: Well, I don't want to alienate any of our listeners. There are some of our listeners that really disagree with us on some of these kind of stories. And and many of my respect, and the fact I'll just mention one of my friends, uh, Sister Marcy out there, some of the, the topics that we have, she will very, very graciously explain the other side on things, and mm-hmm. I appreciate her. Yeah, I just that's want to good. go on the record and thank her for that um even though she's very patient with us and things she disagrees with but mm-hmm. if well, I, I more appreciate, people talk like that we yeah. we could figure stuff out
1: yeah i appreciate multiple points of view as long as they're like semi civil and right you know conform to basic logic and
0: mm-hmm. stuff. that's right uh now have you ever been to this website com? yeah i used to go there a lot it's a pretty good website from what i yeah. can tell i mean mm-hmm. for i mean it's referenced it's yeah. deeply referenced in the material mm-hmm. that it has um this is something that has a little more detail about the dancing Israelis that I never looked at before. Um, it mentions at the top of this story, and this was linked from InfoWars. It says, on the day of the 9 attacks, former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was asked what the attacks would mean for U.S.-Israeli relations. His quick reply was, it's very good. Well, it's not good, but it will generate immediate sympathy for Israel. He um, says, as the world watch and disbelieve and asked the question... Mossad operatives were seen dancing with joy. A Mossad surveillance team made quite a public spectacle of themselves on 911. The New York Times reported Thursday that a group of five men had set up video cameras. The New York Times, mm-hmm. a group of five men had set up video cameras aimed at the twin towers prior to the attack on Tuesday. Now this is this is an article right from that time, okay? Mm-hmm. And were seen congratulating one another afterwards. Police received several calls from angry New Jersey residents claiming Middle Eastern men with a white van were videotaping the disaster with shouts of joy and mockery. They were like happy, you know. They didn't look shocked to me, said a witness. They were seen by uh, New Jersey residents on September 11th making fun of the World Trade Center ruins and going to extreme lengths to photograph themselves in front of the wreckage. Mm -hmm. Witnesses saw them jumping for joy in Liberty State Park after the initial impact. Later on, other witnesses saw them celebrating, and they have references in this article. If you want to mm-hmm. l- look it up, if you all want to see what really happened, dot com. It's called 911 Attacks: The Five Dancing Israelis Arrested on 911. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so each one of these sentences has a reference from some media source reporting. Mm-hmm. It says uh, later on, other witnesses saw them celebrating on a roof in Walking, and still more witnesses later saw them celebrating with high fives in a New Jersey City parking lot. It looks like they're hooked in with this. It looked like they knew what was going to happen when they were at Liberty State Park. This one observer. One anonymous phone call to the authorities actually led them to close down all of New York's bridges and tunnels. The mystery caller told the 911 dispatcher that a group of Palestinians were mixing a bomb inside a white van heading for the Holland Tunnel. I think I can remember that. Yeah. Uh, here's the transcript from NBC News. It says, dispatcher says, New Jersey police. Caller. Yes, we have a white van. Two or three guys in there and they look like Palestinians and going around a building. Caller says, there's a minivan heading toward the Holland Tunnel. I see the gal, uh, by Newark Airport mixing some junk and he has those sheik uniform. He is what? He's dressed like an Arab. Okay. And, and the writer notes here, why would a mystery caller specifically say they, these Arabs were Palestinians? How would he know that? Palestinians usually dressed in western style clothes not chic uniforms Uh, based on that phone call police then issued a be on the lookout alert for a mini white minivan heading for the city's bridges and tunnels from New Jersey Uh, and it said that it was a white 2000 Chevrolet van with urban moving systems sign on the back Uh, remember that urban moving systems at Liberty State Park New Jersey uh, Jersey City at the time of the first uh, 911 attack um it's see, um, it says if, the, it says these individuals in the van were seen celebrating after the initial impact and subsequent explosion. FBI Newark field office requests that if the van is located, hold for prints and detain individuals. When the van fitting that exact description was stopped just before crossing into New York, the suspicious Middle Easterners were apprehended. Imagine the surprise to the police officers when these terrorist suspects turned out to be Israelis. Hmm. According to ABC's 2020, When the van belonging to the cheering Israelis was stopped by police, the driver of the van, Sivan Kersberg, told the officers...
1: I've heard that name.
0: We are Israelis. We are not your problem. Your problems are our problems. The Palestinians are your problem. Why did he feel Palestinians were a problem for the NYPD? The police and FBI field agents became very suspicious when they found maps of the city with certain places highlighted, box cutters, the same items a hijacker supposedly used... $4,700 $4,700 in cash stuffed in a sock and foreign passports. Police also told the Bergen record that bomb-sniffing dogs were brought to the van and they reacted as if they smelled explosives. The FBI seized and developed their photos, one of which shows Sivan Kurtzberg flicking a cigarette lighter in front of the smoldering ruins in an apparently celebratory gesture. The Jerusalem Post later reported that a white van with a bomb was stopped as it approached the George Washington Bridge, but the ethnicity of the suspects was not revealed. Here's what the Jerusalem report reported on September 12, 2001. It says an American security service stopped a car bomb on the George Washington Bridge. The van packed with explosives was stopped on the approach ramp to the bridge. Uh, they suspect terrorists intended to blow up the main crossing between New Jersey and New York, Army Radio reported. And two suspects were in FBI custody after a truckload of explosives was found around the George Washington Bridge. Uh, and the FBI said enough explosives were in the truck to do great damage to the George Washington Bridge. Now, it is reported that the van contained tons of explosives. What's really intriguing is that ABC's 2020, the New York Post, and the New Jersey Bergen Record, all clearly and unambiguously reported the white van with Israelis was intercepted on a ramp near Route 3, which leads directly to the Lincoln Tunnel. But the Jerusalem Post, Israeli natu- National News, and Yeti um, America all reported just as clearly and unambiguously um, uh, that it was stopped on a ramp leading to the George Washington Bridge, which is several miles north of the Lincoln Tunnel. It appears that there may have actually been two white vans involved, one stopped on each crossing. This would not only explain the conflicting reports to the actual location of the arrest, but also explain how so many credible eyewitnesses all saw celebrating Middle Easterners in a white van in so many locations. It also explains why the New York Post and Steve Gordon, lawyer for the five Israelis, originally described how three Israelis were arrested, but later increased the total to five. From three to
1: five. Well, yeah,
0: it changed how many people. Perhaps one van was meant to drop off a bomb while the other was meant to pick up the first set of drivers while recrossing back to New Jersey. I'm just speculating here. If a van was to be used as a part-time bomb on the George Washington Bridge, then certainly the drivers would need to have a getaway van to pick them up and escape. Notice how the van or van stayed away from the third major crossing, the Holland Tunnel, which was where the police had originally been directed by that anti-Palestinian 911 mystery caller classic misdirection play hmm. from there the story gets even more suspicious the israelis worked for a we moving company known as urban moving systems
1: I also heard of them
0: and an american employee of urban moving systems told the record of new jersey that the majority of his co-workers were israelis and they were joking about the attacks the employee who designed declined to give his name said i was in tears these guys were joking and that bothered me these guys were like now america knows what we go through a few days after the attacks, Urban Moving Systems Israeli owner Dominic Suter dropped his business and fled the country for Israel. He was in such a hurry to flee America that some of Urban Moving Systems customers were left with their furniture stranded in storage facilities. Uh, it says that Suter's departure was abrupt, leaving behind coffee cups, sandwiches, cell phones, and computers on office tables, and thousands of dollars of goods in storage. Suter was later placed on the same FBI suspect list as 911 lead hijacker Mohammed Atta and other hijackers suspected al-Qaeda sympathizers, suggesting that U.S. authorities felt Souter may have known something about the attacks. The Jewish weekly The Forward reported that the FBI finally concluded that at least two of the detained Israelis were agents working for the Mossad, uh, the Israeli intelligence agency, and that Urban Moving Systems, the ostensible employer of the five Israelis, was a front operation. This was confirmed by two former CIA officers, and they noted that mo- that movers' vans were a common intelligence cover. Mm. The Israelis... Now, remember, each one of these sentences I'm reading, virtually every sentence has a reference to it. Okay? Gonna, I've,
1: I've got the same article pulled <coughs> up yeah. here on my computer. The, I'm, I'm just going to start giving the, the footnote. Okay. Yep.
0: The, the Israelis were held in custody custody for 71 days before being quietly released. Footnote 24. Okay. There was no question but that the... Order to close down the investigation came from the White House. It was immediately assumed at CIA headquarters that this basically was going to be a cover-up so that the Israelis would not be implicated in any way in 9 Footnote
1: 25.
0: Several of the detainees discussed their experience in America on an Israeli talk show after the return home. S- uh, said one of the men, denying that they were laughing or happy the morning of September 11th, the fact of the matter is we are coming from a country that experiences ta- ta- terror daily. Our purpose was to document the event.
1: Footnote twenty six. That's very weird, by the way.
0: Yeah. Well, how, how would they know there'd be an event to document a nine one one? That's a mm-hmm. very good question. Yeah. It doesn't take Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. to connect the dots of the dancing Israeli Mossad agents. Here's the most logical scenario. This is their opinion, okay? The Israeli movers cheered the nine one one attacks to celebrate the successful accomplishment of the greatest spy operation ever pulled off in history. One of them, or an accomplice, then calls a nine one one police dispatcher to report Palestinian bomb makers in a white van headed for the Holland Tunnel. Having thus pre-framed the Palestinians with this phone call, the Israeli bombers then head for the George Washington Bridge instead, where they would drop off their time-bomb van and escape with urban moving accomplices. But the police react very wisely and proactively close off all bridges and tunnels instead of just the Holland Tunnel. This move inadvertently foils the Israelis' misdirection play and leads to their own capture and 40-day torture. Um, to cover up this story, the U.S. Justice Department rounds over a, up over 1,000 Arabs for minor immigration violations and places them in New York area jails. The Israelis, therefore, become less conspicuous as the government media can now claim that Israelis were just immigration violators caught in the same dragnet as any other Arabs. After several months, FBI and Justice Department higher-ups are able to gradually push aside uh, the local FBI agents and free the Israelis quietly. It says here that Osama bin Laden was blamed immediately for the 911 attacks, even though he had no previous record of doing anything on the scale. Immediately after the Flight 11 uh, hit World Trade Center 1, CIA Director George Tenet said, You know, this is bin, uh, bin Laden's fingerprints all over it. 27. The compliant mainstream media completely ignored the Israeli connection. Uh, immediately following the 911 attacks, the media was filled with stories linking the attacks to bin Laden. TV talking heads, experts, and scribblers of every stripe, spoon-fed a gullible American public, a steady diet of the most outrageous propaganda imaginable. We were told that the reason Bin Laden attacked the USA was because he hates our, quote, freedom and democracy. The, the Muslims That's were me-
1: something my, my father has often told me, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah. The Muslims were medieval, and they wanted to destroy us because they envied our wealth. We're still bitter about the Crusades, and we're offended by Britney Spears um, yep. showing herself. Uh, but bin Laden strongly denied any role in the attacks and suggested that Zionists orchestrated the 9 one attacks. The BBC published bin Laden's statement of denial in which he said... And this is important, too. I think this really... Okay, this is what bin Laden actually said after the attack, okay? I was not involved in the September 11 attacks in the United States, nor did I have knowledge of the attacks. There exists a government within a government within the United States. The United States should try to trace the perpetrators of these attacks within itself to the people who want to make the present century a century of conflict between Islam and Christianity. That secret government must be asked as to who carried out the attacks. The American system is totally in control of the Jews, whose first priority is Israel, not the United States. 28. Okay, have you ever heard that quote in your nightly newscast? Uh, It says, a number of intelligence officials have raised questions about Osama bin Laden's capabilities. This guy sits in a cave in Afghanistan and he's running this operation? One CIA official asked. It's so huge. He couldn't have done it alone. A senior military officer told me that was because of the visas and other documentation needed to infiltrate team members in the United States. A major foreign intelligence service might also have been involved.
1: 29. I'd also like to comment that, you know, nearly 10 years later, he's been hiding... Presumably in a in an area that's 200 miles by 800 yeah. miles long.
0: Impossible to find or get. And
1: he's impossible to find. There's you know we can't find him. He, he, and he we're shoots. paying
0: everybody. We're yeah. paying everybody in that part of the world, he, paying them money, but we can't even get anybody to turn up. There's it
1: literally on. hundreds of, of drones with, you know, cameras on them, and we've got so many military personnel there. We could literally put, uh, put a military you know a, a guy with a gun every yeah. ten every every ten feet. Yeah. And we still can't find him.
0: Right. Right. Okay, it says uh bin Laden is not named as the perpetrator of nine one one by the FBI. When asked why there's no mention of nine one one on bin Laden's most wanted page, uh Rex Toom, chief of investigative publisher of the Ooh, FBI says one,
1: thirty, sorry.
0: says the reason why nine one one is not mentioned on Osama bin Laden's most wanted page is because the FBI has no hard evidence connecting bin Laden to nine one one. Thirty one. So we've never made the case or argued the case that somehow Osama bin Laden was directly involved in I-1-1. That evidence has never been forthcoming. That's a quote from Dick Cheney. 32. To date, the only shred of evidence to be uncovered against bin Laden is a barely audible, fuzzy amateur video that the on just happened to find lying around in Afghanistan. How very convenient. There is no evidence, be it hard or circumstantial, to link the al-Qaeda terrorist network to these acts of terror. But there's a mountain of evidence, both hard and circumstantial, which suggests that Zionists have been busy framing Arabs for terror plots against America. Uh, this is Senator Bob Graham says, I think it's very compelling evidence that at least some of the terrorists were assisted not just in financing, although that was part of it, by a sovereign foreign government. And it will become public at some point when it's turned over to the archives, but that's 20 or 30 years from now.
1: 34.
0: So he knows something. He's not yeah, telling the Senator, public. Senator Bob Graham, yeah, by the way. Yeah. If the sovereign foreign government mentioned by Senator Graham was an enemy of the United States, the compelling evidence would not be kept secret for 20 years. Uh, and that's exactly right. If, yep. I mean, if they had the goods on whatever country it was, that mm-hmm. would be our ticket to go in there and get them. One final point. At 9.40 a.m., I presume, on 9 one it was reported that the Democratic Front for the Liberation of Palestine claimed responsibility for the attacks. This claim was immediately denied by the DFLP leader, Kwasu Lila, mm-hmm. who said it was always opposed terror attacks on civilian targets, particularly outside of occupied territories. 36. Why would a Palestinian organization comprising of less than 500 people make a suicide move of immediately claiming responsibility for the attacks? Uh, it says, uh, Sharon and the other Israeli leaders aspire to fulfill what the goals of the political Zionist movement have been since its origin. To turn all of historic Palestine an exclusively Jewish state. A central tenet of the Zionist ideology is expressed by the racist slogan "A land without people for a people without land." Thirty-eight. Um. So I'll just close with a with a uh, a, a comment here. Uh, the, the last quote. This is from Carl Cameron of of Fox News. He says, "Evidence leaking these Israelis to 911 is classified. I cannot tell you about evidence that has been gathered. It's classified information." And, and that's, that's a, from. The U.S. official quoted in Carl Cameron's Fox News report on mm-hmm. the Israeli spy wing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that sounds very inflammatory. And I tell you, most of the time you read something like that, people going to say, well, those people are just anti Semitic. I mean, they're. Well. You know.
1: No. Uh, I mean, well, that's what they're going to say, but the And
0: they will. And people could be. I mean, there could be also anti Semitic. Sure. But that doesn't change. Well, th- what, the references the that are in are the, this article.
1: Yeah, the facts are the facts. You know, if if this article is true, then, you know.
0: And that doesn't just, mean just, that Jewish people are bad. No. I it would. doesn't mean that God still is not doing things with them. It's not all that. It just means that they are part of the kings of the earth, just like America. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we already had an article talking about America's government. Most likely it was complicit in some form. Mm-hmm. It should not be surprising that Mossad would be involved in that.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Here's or some-
0: KGB and other ones.
1: Here's something that I've learned that's just fascinating in all the research I've been doing lately. Yeah.
0: Um, Sorry for that long story. I uh, hope you found it interesting.
1: Legitimate terror. This is something I realized in, in researching a, a program that the government, you know, everybody admits that the U.S. government was involved in setting up and orchestrating and doing something yeah. called Gladio. I've mentioned before. Yeah. Um, uh, it hit me while doing a lot of this research legitimate terrorist acts uh, always target the people in power uh, like a banker or a uh, um you know a, a particularly vicious general or yeah. somebody doing something bad yeah. right um fake terror always targets civilians and that is because uh, the people people attack their enemies yeah right so um, that's an interesting observation well it's it's very very true in italy yeah. uh, in the 60s and 70s there was this thing called the it was called uh the time of um i can't remember what they called it but
0: <clears throat> yeah
1: the cia adopted this thing called the strategy of tension yeah there in uh and and their primary thing was to operate uh to 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 operate this thing called gladio it was a Secret yeah. army that was a stay-behind network. You know, I mean, you'll be Ru- talking about that at the yeah, conference too, should, and they should come here. Yeah. yeah, should the Russians invade? Uh, and they uh, they activated this thing and was overthrowing. You know, over they overthrew yeah. the the. This is something hardly anybody knows about. They overthrew the Italian government in 1968. Yeah. They had a they had a general that drove the tanks in, uh, celebrating the 150th anniversary of. Um, uh of the parliamentary system there yeah. and he gave them all live rounds and let them stay for two months while they sort of cleaned house and yeah. that's that's you know that was that was the gladiators yeah. the italian yeah. gladiators um uh, but you always see this thing like the bologna train station bombing which i believe was in 1972 mm-hmm. um uh the guy who was convicted of that Vincent uh Vinciguerra uh states on camera in a 1992 bbc documentary that he was paid to do that by uh the he was he was a trained trained member of Gladio, the secret yeah. army, and was paid and was told to do this by uh his c i a contacts
0: yeah that's just a bunch of bologna
1: yeah well, I mean he
0: says it from prison you get He's, it, bologna bologna oh <laughs> sorry gosh i'm I'm all sorry about I'm, that. it's just you know any way you slice it
1: <laughs> it's just i get so frustrated as i'm sure you do too where I see I see I see uh honorable men and women such as our US servicemen yeah. going and doing what they feel is the right thing to do and it's it's in their mind they're doing the right thing but they're being
0: used they're being played mm-hmm. they're, and they're told to do what their commanding yeah. officer says rather than what their pledge was which was to defend and protect the US Constitution yeah uh and the other side of that of course
1: is you know innocent men and women get blown up mhm you know, mm-hmm. it's innocent men and women. Right. All the, the, their, only, their only thing wrong was they wanted to take
0: the train yeah. to go visit grandma or wrong something. Wrong place at the wrong time yeah. for some other agenda they had. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, just one other thing to mention to these people. If you go look up articles like that at whatreallyhappened.com, there was connection. They footlo- footnote a whole ton of stuff. Well, it was all, yeah, and I went and looked at some of them. They looked like all legitimate news reports at the time. Um, But the... um. They had a link to a story on uh, Israeli intelligence infiltration in our country. It was a four-part series done by Carl Cameron on Fox News. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go link on there and you'll see the four videos or like four or five minute videos. I vaguely remember them, but they have since taken them where you cannot go to Fox News and get them. live broken the link, mm-hmm. but you can, they're on YouTube, and they were linked to wow. this website. But if I just mention real quickly, a couple of things that stood out from his reports was that there was a main phone company that does all of the records processing for all the major phone companies in America. Mm-hmm. I think their names like Infosys or something like mm-hmm. that. It's an Israeli company uh, with all Israeli nationals, and they can track who calls who. Mm-hmm. They may not be listening in on all of them, but they can actually know who's talking to who and when. Mm -hmm. And some of the people in our government recognized that this was a tremendous thing. NSA. The NSA blew the whistle. The other one is that the other company they run like this was one that provides all of the phone tapping services for all of our intelligence services. It is installed by an Israeli company with Israeli citizens, and they are the ones that operate and maintain the phone tap. Wow. And so finally, and I think it was the NSA that that went to the regular intelligence and said, you know, we've got this foreign group that can tap in to our taps. Because they installed them, and they can get to them when they do the maintenance. Mm-hmm. They go and do the maintenance on them, so all that kind of stuff they can have. And uh, his reports in there, and he shows it on a screen, was the leaders in the FBI. and The other one said, "We cannot bring up this Israeli connection because we will lose our jobs." Mm-hmm. And even some people in Congress have said, said the same thing. Wow, it's a way to lose your job. Now, I don't mean to pick on Israelis. Uh, well,
1: it's it's not a religious argument. It's a
0: Iranians have intelligence. Security. The uh but the thing is is evangelicals have a soft spot there because we believe God is gonna do something through his remnant there. Mm-hmm. And so we have a soft spot and we look the other way. Just like we look the other way in our own country, when we think, well the CIA if they're doing it, it's gotta be okay, it's our mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. And we Christians we gotta we gotta separate ourselves and look at a God's eye view if we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never gonna be perfect. I don't understand these things perfectly, nor do you. But we got to try to decouple ourselves. And I know I sound like a broken record, but
1: mm-hmm. we have to start thinking for ourselves. It's become increasingly impar- apparent that one of the major flaws in a um, in a cohesive Christian worldview is the fact that there's an extreme lack of coherent thinking, critical thinking skills.
0: Yeah, that's probably abundant here on Futurequake. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Future where where nothing. Makes
0: sense. We're the archetype la, la, of that. <laughs> But I just didn't want to come across as being paid. The thing is, I focus on the stuff that makes me most uncomfortable historically. Mm-hmm. The fact that if I'd find Iran or Russia doing stuff like this, I sort of expect that. Yeah. Or the Democratic Party or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it's the stuff that's near and dear to the evangelical circle, yeah. and they're doing it, and they count on our support so they can go unmolested while they do these kinds of stuff, that's the kind of stuff we need to blow the whistle on.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. One of the things that I noticed in, again, doing this, doing, uh, this research here, was uh, Operation Ajax, which, which right. you know, was we wholesale, wholesalely threw a democratically elected leader, the leader of Iran, out because he mm-hmm. dared to nationalize the oil company and throw. Out, and we did terrorism.
0: Yeah. We blew up mosques and yeah. stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, killed
1: sheikhs and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Truman, a month before he really authorized that, uh, authorized the Dallas brothers to go ahead and, and pull that, he got up and said, you know, we stand, America stands for goodness and justice and truth. And actually uttered the phrase as the as the final part. I should pull it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final part of his thing was, we take no part in anybody who's doing evil of any kind. Is that right? It's like,
0: holy cow. On the way to do A. Jackson. Yeah, and then a it. month later he said, you guys want to get rid of him? That's fine by me. And then we wonder in that revolution in 79, well... Why are they doing this to us? We gave them that nice shawl. Why mm-hmm. are they? These mm-hmm. people, it's that crazy religion they have. That's what did it. They're medieval. It's all their crazy medieval. religion. It's not the fact that we, uh, get, took, you know, took their democratic government away and put a uh, despot in. Mm-hmm. Well, uh um, it's an interesting that we went there because that
1: really is a nice segue into the next story that I okay. wanted to read. Uh, this is from The Telegraph again. Mm-hmm. Um, UK paper. Yep. Egypt protests. America's secret, um, okay. yep. mm-hmm. America's secret backing for rebel leaders behind uprising okay say that again Egypt protests America's secret backing for rebel well, leaders behind uprising,
0: okay the american tell go- me more
1: yep, um I actually didn't find this to be as conclusive as I thought, yeah, but uh I, it's just interesting food for thought, yeah, and I'll just throw that out there okay um. The American government secretly backed leading figures behind the Egyptian uprising who have been planning, uh, quote, regime change, unquote, for the past three years, the Daily Telegraph has learned. Uh, this, by the way, came up as part of the um, WikiLeaks, Wikileaks thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American embassy in Cairo helped a young dissident attend a U.S.-sponsored summit for activists in New York while working to keep his secret identity secret from Egyptian state police. On his return to Cairo in December 2008, the activist told U.S. diplomats that an alliance of opposition groups had drawn up a plan to overthrow President Hosni Mubarak and install a democratic government in uh, 2011. He has already been arrested by Egyptian security in connection with the demonstration, and his identity is being protected by the Daily Telegraph. Uh, This, by the way, you can find this in the WikiLeaks stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The crisis in Egypt... Follows the toppling of Tunisian President Zain, uh al abidine Ben Ali, who fled the country after widespread protests forced him from office. He, he fled with a ton and a half of gold, by the way. Oh. I thought that was kind of yeah. interesting. Must have been hard to walk. Yeah, well, he had his wife carry it in, okay. also interestingly enough. Yeah. She was with it all. The disclosures contained in previously secret U.S. diplomatic dispatches released by the WikiLeaks website shows American officials pressed the Egyptian government to release other dissidents who had been detained by the police. You know, speaking about this, a a little aside, I found out today that uh, the executive uh, for Google uh, had a big hand in this, of organizing this stuff. Uh, I'm not sure of all all the ramifications, but I saw a headline. I didn't have a chance to read it all, but... I saw that they had just released him from prison, and I talked to a few people, and they said, yeah, it was because they arrested him because he was organizing some of the protests. Who was? Uh, an executive, uh, uh, the Egyptian executive for Google. You know, Google okay. is a multinational yeah, company. Yeah, you have yeah. to have executives. And yeah. he was organizing these protests, telling people where to go and all this stuff, oh. and ostensibly using Google, uh, a backdoor yeah. in the technology, to, to, yeah. do, to do that.
0: He was like the human search engine for him
1: or not so human just you know you know flip the flip the switch i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know um Mr. Mubarak, facing the, cha- the biggest challenge to his authority in his 31 years in power, ordered the army onto the streets of Cairo yesterday as rioting erupted across Egypt. Tens of thousands of anti-government protesters took to the streets in open defiance of a curfew. An explosion rocked the center of Cairo as thousands defied order to return to their homes. As the violence escalated, flames could be seen near the headquarters of the governing National Democratic Party. Um, police fired rubber bullets and used tear gas and water cannon in an attempt to disperse the crowds uh boy, and i 'll tell you I saw a terrible video of these guys in the street stopping what appeared to be like a diplomatic car because it was all white bulletproof and everything, mm-hmm. and they he just somebody whoever was driving slammed on the accelerator and just drove through you know like fifty people. It was horrible mm. um, wow. yeah um, <clears throat> William Haig, the foreign secretary, urged the Egyptian government to heed the legitimate demand of pro- demands of protesters Hillary Clinton. The U.S. Secretary of State uh, said she was deeply concerned about the use of force to quell the protests. Um, The U.S. government has previously been a supporter of Mr. Mubarak's regime, but the leaked documents show show the extent to which America was offering support to pro-democracy activists in Egypt while publicly praising Mr. Mubarak as an important ally in the Middle East. In a secret diplomatic dispatch sent, in December 30, sent on December 30th, 2008, Margaret Scobie, the U.S. ambassador to Cairo, recorded that opposition groups had allegedly drawn up secret plans for regime change to take place before elections scheduled for September this year. Um, and they just go on and on and, and, and sort of reiterate that point. Um, the protests in Egypt are being driven by the April 6 youth movement, a group on Facebook that has attracted many young and educated members opposed to Mr. Mubarak. The group has about 70,000 members and uses social networking sites to orchestrate protests and report on their activities. Hence the, mm-hmm. you know, complicity of of the Google exec. Yeah. Um, uh, although, as again, as as I understand it, he was it wasn't that he just left the switch on. He was quite a bit more active. Uh the documents released by WikiLeaks revealed US embassy, embassy officials were in regular contact with the activist throughout two thousand eight and nine, considering him one of their most reliable sources for information about human rights abuses. So that's an interesting wow.
0: Who knows what's going on, but that's uh I, I'm more confused now about what's going on over there. Yeah. I don't I don't know, you know. I know what everybody else in Christian radio is saying. It somehow it's it's the Muslims. It's a Muslim huh. radical. Yeah. You know, and it may be. I don't know. But, I mean, th- they don't hesitate with the answer. They've already got it pre-made. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't hear any intelligence organizations mention that's part of it as basically Muslim Brotherhood, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. who knows? And you know what? Let, let, let's let say, for example, their worst fears come true, and it be, ends up making this caliphate around the world.
1: Yeah. It's going to be the same boss it, as the old boss, same as the new boss.
0: It's true. I have and a story be, on that too. It, well, it may be, yeah. Defining U.S. Prophecy. warships.
1: U.S. warships are being sent to Egypt uh, in case of an emergency evacuation uh, of who? Y- translation: The Suez Canal will be open. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's 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 the news from from this side of the desk. All right. What do you it, got?
0: Well, um. This is from WorldNet Daily. WorldNet Daily always gives me the latest fear message. Of course, yeah. you know I guess weren't we're fear mongers too the, here, but
1: weren't they the guys that were saying something about um uh, secret halal meat or something yeah. last week? Yeah,
0: yeah. every day's a new one, new reason to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Muslims accused Congress of McCarthyism. Um King hearing against Muslims. But Boehner suggests hearings will run as King wants. Rejecting accusations that proposed congressional hearings on the threat of domestic Islamic terrorism represent a new generation of McCarthyism, U.S. House Speaker John Boehner, Ohio, will allow the hearings to be run as Committee Chairman Peter King, New York, uh, Republican of New York, wants, or spokesman told WorldNet Daily today. King, Chairman of the Committee on Homeland Security in the House, wants to conduct hearings this month on the radicalization of the American Muslim community and homegrown terrorism. I didn't know if there was anything else that could be Mm. done in this area, but I guess so. Uh, But a letter this last week from several dozen mostly Muslim organizations condemned the idea of hearings to investigate the Times Square bombing attempt and the Fort Hood shootings. The infiltrators have been infiltrated. Uh, Muslim mafia, uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, here's, I guess this is what they're saying. The infiltrator has been infiltrated. Muslim mafia exposes, okay, no, it was an ad in here. Never, check that. Mm. Okay, (laughs) Muslims, I thought I cleaned that out of the text. I actually went and edited the text to get that out, but it, this snuck what by me. Muslims serve our nation as teachers, business owners, factory workers, cab drivers, doctors, lawyers, law enforcement, firefighters, members of Congress, and members of the armed forces said the letter addressed to Boehner and House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. They contribute to every aspect of our nation's economy and society. The essence of our country is e pluribus unum. Out of many practicing their faith freely and contributing each in their own way comes a strong unified one. The hearings planned by Chairman King, however, are inconsistent with this vision of America. Singling out a group of Americans for government scrutiny based on their faith is divisive and wrong. These hearings will inevitably examine activities protected by the First Amendment, and affront to personal freedoms upon which our country was founded. It harkens back to the hearings held in the 50s by then-Senator Joe McCarthy, the letter said. McCarthy's Senate hearings at the outset of the Cold War focused on rooting out communists from the government ranks. That dark chapter in our history taught us that Congress has a solemn duty to wield its investigative power responsibly, the letter warned. Contacted by World Net Daily today, however, a spokesman in Boehner's office indicated that the majority leader will not attempt to direct a responsibility that now belongs to King. King has crit- criticized the Obama administration for not addressing more seriously the threat of domestic terrorism. Why don't he intervi- interview FBI guys? Aren't they the ones who are causing yeah, most of the domestic talk terrorism? To Sybil Edmonds. I'm they sure start they have that. Or two to say. The FBI will tell them ahead of time which ones are going to be. Mm-hmm. He's also suggested that leaders in the Muslim community haven't been jumping forward with cooperation. King says he's not trying to target the Muslim community, but instead wants to look at the facts of current cases. It's the fact that there's a real threat coming from this attempted radicalization of the community, and, and it's in many ways coming from overseas, he told Politico earlier. The letter was signed by representatives of the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee, the Arab American Institute, Arab Community Center for Economic and Social Services, Council on uh, American Islamic Relations, the Islamic Medical Association of North America, and on and on. Um, yeah, American Muslim Law Enforcement Officers Association. I don't know if you knew. they Far had, out, really. Yeah. If Chairman King wishes to address violent extremism, then we hope you will ensure that he examines the violence motivated by extremist beliefs in all its forms in a full, fair, and objective way, the letter said. Hmm. Providing a public government forum for these erroneous and offensive views consequences, the letter warned. The American public takes cues from government officials. These hearings will almost certainly increase widespread suspicion and mistrust of the American Muslim community and stoke anti-Muslim sentiment. The letter argued others around the world will note the U.S. government's actions. A hearing that demonizes the American Muslim community will not go unnoticed by Muslims around the world. It will contribute to perceptions of how the U.S. government treats Muslims, the letter said. King told Politico the letter didn't need an answer. So he's hmm. not going to respond to him. I am too busy preparing for the briefings, he said. Um, but yeah, here here's basically what was the ads. You can get these at the uh at the bottom of them, these are the books of World Net Daily, the Christian organization mm-hmm. selling. Mm-hmm. Get Muslim Mafia Inside the Secret Underworld that's Conspiring to Islamize America, which was autographed. Uh, By who? I don't know. <laughs> so why, we, or? why We Left Islam, now from the people who publish it, World Net Daily books. The Late Great State of Israel. Schmoozing with terrorists. From Hollywood to the Holy Land, jihadists reveal their global plans. To a Jew. The Nazi connection to Islamic terrorism. Adolf Hitler and Haj Amin al-Husseini. And then I cut off, there's a long list of about 25 articles that have the same thing. So I sort of see a theme here. I don't know about you. If
1: anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus and teaching that accords with godliness, he's puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. Interesting quote that just happened across my computer screen. Hmm. Uh, why? Because. Uh, Is that
0: you directed it to me? Is that No, am I no, doing that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me if I am.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just the whole idea that uh, we have to hate,
0: you know. But, you know, these hearings are set have up. To hate. We have a have document to hate. on the White House website about right-wing extremists, which lists all, lists all of us. Yeah. All sure. of us evangelical Christians. And uh do we realize that we are tying the noose that we are going to be hung with with this? We are considered extremists too. The Government extremists.
1: You, you know, um, um, yeah, exactly. People who
0: love the unborn are extremists. You
1: know, um, uh, uh, a very dear brother in the Lord, I, um, I'm drawing a blank. Up in Chicago, made this great. He made this great, great thing. He said, uh, "This guy, this guy walks into a, in, into a uh, eating establishment and takes his hat off and puts it over his drink, and he says, um, watch." I'll drink that drink without without moving my hat. I'll bet yeah. you a hundred dollars each to these two guys sitting next to him, and they said, "Okay." And he looked at it real hard, and he said, "Okay, remove the hat." And they picked up the hat, and he grabbed the drink and drank it. <laughs> and that's very much what's going on here, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're we're busy tying this noose and we're throwing it over a tree. You know, right. it's like here we go. Right. Somebody
0: yanked this thing. hmm And then we find out who's the next. Yeah. it's the line. Yeah, we're
1: like, we're like, okay, on the count of three, we're going to pull this yeah. thing. And we, somebody's, yeah. like, putting it on our mm-hmm. neck. It, well, It's like,
0: pull harder. It's and we, you're like,
1: feet are off the ground. And you're like, pull harder. We, we pull hang the, we we hang the, the
0: Muslims, and then we say, oh, we got the bad guys. Good, we got the bad guys. And then tell him, you realize the guy holding the noose, and it's like, oh he's the bad guy. Yeah. He's sticking it over my neck. Maybe he's the bad guy, not mm-hmm. the one who's getting hung in the noose. Mm-hmm. But then again, it could be me. Well, yeah. here's
1: a here's one that uh that uh, this you must be like you must have really prayed hard today or something. Because no,
0: I'm getting myself in big trouble with our listeners. You were
1: so. like, well, you know,
0: and I'm sounding probably like a broken record,
1: but yeah, join the club. I if they saw my happy basket, tr- happy,
0: tr- happy, yeah, tr- happy, because tr- tr- it's it's just Trail like that world that Daily Story I just read. I get those every day, like multiple. I ones. know, I I don't get it, man. And I, they keep fanning the flames. And, and i'm not saying that there aren't radicals that are doing stuff that need
1: to be addressed but sure but it's the the problem is so much more complex than we're always the good guys
0: and they're always the bad man, guys and and it's just unrelenting like some new facet of hatred every yeah. day
1: yeah you don't hate enough got to hate
0: some more well, you yeah. saw they're selling lots <clears> of books they're selling lots of products and yeah. books all of that everybody's well, getting in the act it well and i mean confession time you
1: know i bought into at least some of that stuff right yeah. after you know 911 me it, too. Th- it takes a while to get, even get that out of your system, even knowing the me too, knowing the
0: thing. You know, it's like I gotta mm-hmm. get gotta get the hate out. I appreciate Peter, good game, and I appreciate um, David Lowell, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even Robert Hyde and others mm-hmm. who all were like that with us. You know, yeah, and they started asking questions earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's you know.
1: funny. It's funny because uh, I might get I might be getting too autobiographical with with. Uh, Brother mm-hmm. Roberts' uh, yeah. life, but he says he really kicks himself because, you know, he found out he he had a long time to figure all this stuff out, and he didn't. Yeah, and really feels down on himself about that.
0: Well, you know, it, it
1: takes a while,
0: you know. That really, a motivating was, factor to do something then.
1: Yeah. Well, I just take it like, here's a guy who's really smart, and it took him a while to figure out. So,
0: well, evangelical people want to serve Jesus. They want to do what's right, and that's what's tragic. I want exactly to make a lot get, of money. When we get hoodwinked, we yeah. get we get hoodwinked, and yeah. you know we're supposed to have Jesus in our hearts. And and I'm not saying I'm still not being hoodwinked. Some it's just that I really want to find it and get it out. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, you got anything else? I've got one micro story. Uh, okay. But you lay on us what you want.
1: Confirmed. FBI got warning day before OKC bombing.
0: Oklahoma City. Yeah.
1: Another one. Documents released under Freedom of Information Act shows feds, I said
0: You said in your definition, fake terrorism kills civilians, right? Yes. Okay. Um, tends to.
1: It's not always yeah. perfect, yeah. but, right. um, yeah. I mean, there was this guy named, I could go on and on, Guerin yeah. Suvac. He mm-hmm. bounced around between Portugal, Spain, and then Franco got tired of him, kicked him out, and he went to Guatemala. Yeah. And that was his thing. He was blowing up, blowing up people. That's what he was good at. Yeah. Um, confirmed FBI got warning day before the Oklahoma City bombing. Documents released under Freedom of Information Act show feds tried to coerce Terry Nichols into accepting responsibility for phone call warning of imminent attack in return for protecting him from death penalty. New documents released under the Freedom of Information Act confirm that the FBI received a phone call the day before the Oklahoma City bombing warning that the attack was imminent and that the feds tried to reach a dealer tried to reach a deal with bomber Terry Nichols to take the death penalty off the table if he admitted making the call.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> to cover their tracks. More. Yes.
1: The documents were released by Salt Lake City lawyer uh, Jesse trentadue who in the course of a 15-year battle in trying to ascertain why his brother was tortured to death during an FBI interrogation related to the case. Interestingly, I actually read mm. a story about that. He, that was the first thing I ever read. Will Grig. Will Grig right. Yeah, to me went, too. Wow. That's, I, I think you told me about it, yeah. I went,
0: wow, if this is true, right. this is horrible. And that was the tip of the iceberg of Greg's normal investigative work. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: um, during an FBI interrogation, his t- his brother was tortured to death during an FBI interrogation related to the case, has all but proven the attack on the Alfred P. Murrah building was an inside job run by FBI agents who were handling Timothy McVeigh. What that indicates to me, there is a record somewhere of that phone call, and the FBI needs to explain it," says Trent, to do in an interview with the, with KTOK News. If the call was from one of their informants like McVeigh, clearly they had a, they had knowledge of the bombing and didn't stop it. The Fed's attempt to make Nichols accept responsibility for the phone call occurred in 2005 after Nichols was visited by an attorney named Michael Selby, who claimed he was working for the government, and would guarantee Nichols was spared the death penalty if he played ball in covering up FBI foreknowledge and involvement in the bomb plot. This was the first I had ever heard of such a telephone call having been made. Uh, said Nichols in an affidavit filed recently in a Utah U.S. district court, and I told Mr. Selby that as well as the fact that I had not made that telephone call. Um, Selby also tried to get Nichols to reveal the location of a box of explosives that the FBI failed to find during an initial home search of Nichols' home in 1995. He was fearful the FBI would come into possession of it, and then no one would ever know who else was involved, said Trentadu and his fears proved true because the FBI apparently found out about the box of explosives hidden in the basement of Nichols' home and got the box. McVeigh and Nichols' fingerprints were found on the box, along with the fingerprints of at least two other individuals whose names were redacted by the FBI. Uh, Trent do believes the government was desperate to reach the box before Nichols could make its location known to Homeland Security rather than the FBI. The attorney says it would have shown that uh, the attorney says it would have shown others were involved as government informants in the bombing conspiracy, reports KTOK. Uh, when you look at these documents, that this was being monitored, this search for the box of explosives at the highest levels within the Department of Justice, right up to and include the White House, I think. I mean, this wasn't your local FBI office handling this thing. This was being run right out of the main justice in Washington, D.C., says Trent to do. Um, Lawyer Jesse Trentadue has embarked on a fearless campaign to uncover the truth behind his brother's death, and the evidence that he has gathered in the process clearly indicates that the FBI have been killing witnesses who have direct knowledge, uh, direct knowledge of the fact that the Oklahoma City bombing could not have gone ahead without the aid of FBI informants, and that the government had prior knowledge of the attack on the Alfred, Alfred P. Murrah
0: Building at least four months in
1: advance. Uh, I wonder if we could get uh, Mr. Trentadue on the show.
0: That would be great. I've been wanting to do a show on this, and I've been trying to figure out who's just the right person to have on our show. Sounds you know, like, they could cover the whole story. Yeah, it sounds you know?
1: like uh, uh, like this legal eagle
0: here, Mr. Trent to do, might maybe be an interesting guy. He can guy. cover the whole thing. Yeah, you know, the guy who was um the attorney for um uh, McVeigh. Yeah. He also wouldn't be bad, too, because he still has him, a lot of that. Maybe you get them both on, who knows. Very interesting.
1: Yep. Trent Dedeu's evidence points to the fact that federal agents killed his brother because they mistook him for Richard Lee Guthrie, a member of the Midwest bank robbery gang that included right. McVeigh and had been robbing banks before the attack. Guthrie was found hanged in a cell while in federal custody a day before he was due to give a confessional interview about the Oklahoma City bombing. Trent De said he believes Guthrie was John Doe Nun, uh, Mm-hmm. Said he believes Guthrie was John Doe too, McVeigh's accomplice in carrying out the attack on the Alfred P. Murrow building and the one that witnesses there saw
0: inside the truck. Yeah, when they were
1: there, uh, and an individual and an individual by seen by multiple eyewitnesses yet omitted from the official story by the authorities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Current Obama administration attorney general nominee Eric Holder was also involved in the cover up of Prentice Dew's brother's death. Sending Department of Justice emails concerning the need to keep a lid on what was dubbed the do mission. Hmm. In February 2007, do obtained an astounding declaration from Nick Nichols, in which he fingered FBI agent Larry Potts as having directed McVeigh's, McVeigh in carrying out the attack. Uh, I, I, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Just to be clear, McVeigh, McVeigh was given the death penalty, right? Yeah, a and, lethal and, injection. Yeah, and, and, and Nichols was not. Right. Yeah,
0: But, you know, some of the people who witnessed the execution walked away and swear they saw McVeigh moving or doing something like that after he was declared dead. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know... The same thing. It's funny you mention that because the same thing you know. Can was we say about this protection program? Yeah, because you know? the same the the same claims have been about uh, made about Bernie Madoff. Right. That, that's right. Uh, you know. Ken Lay. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. In addition, Nichols' description of the bomb he helped McVeigh build does not match with official accounts of the evidence of the device used in the attack, lending further credence to evidence that strongly suggests only bombs planted within the Alfred P. Murrah Building. Which were initially reported by TV news stations could have caused the damage conflicted former FBI terrorist task force director Danny Colson, the man who was in charge of collecting evidence from the Alfred P. Murrah building has called for a new new grand jury v uh, called for a new grand jury investigation into the bombing in order to identify FBI informants who were involved in the plot
0: uh it, it just mm-hmm. it keeps going it just yeah. it gets more more yeah. and more we rigid. need to do a show on this yeah i've uh, been wanting to do this for a uh, long time
1: from from people who have studied both you know the inconsistencies of of mm-hmm. uh you know the terrible day of 911 as well as mm-hmm. this terrible day they've said that the evidence as compelling as it is for uh something's massively amiss mm-hmm. on 911 uh it's like it's it's like almost fake compared to yeah. how compelling it is to Right. Uh,
0: they were just learning in Oklahoma City. That was almost yeah. like a dry run. Yeah, it's it's as if you know the only thing that they're missing is
1: somebody with a sign out front yeah. saying, "And this is right. what we're going to do." You know, like flashing lights and stuff, and right. fireworks and handbills. You know,
0: and we should have been on top of that. You know, people like Alex Jones and others were, but we should have been on top of that to have been prepared to fully understand what happened on nine one one. We we should have known that. Uh, we're just about at the end of our uh, thing. Can Can I take one minute to do a uh? well the
1: scary the scary thing is in all of this is um you know I was just reading reading lately that um, a lot of uh a lot of political people have kind of made inroads saying that you know really the only thing that's going to save Barack Obama's career as a yeah. you know is is some type of some type of mm-hmm. terrorist attack, so we better
0: right we got to watch out It's like project for a new American century they said they needed a new Pearl Harbor here right before 911 yep um speaking of that. You, did I read last week about the um, um, the thing that came out—the government contract where they were buying food for seven million people? For did I yeah, I what's read a thirty-six
1: it? month story? You, yeah, thir- stor- uh, storage date. Yeah.
0: Well, they, yeah, and they they were getting food for the new the new Madrid fault uh, earthquake. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody sent me one of our Futurian friends. I meant to jot down their name. I apologize. One of our Futurians sent me something from the Illinois uh, state website. I've got something too. Go ahead. They've created a game, an actual like a video game on the state website. Hmm. Uh playing basically preparing for an earthquake. And here's what it said. It's an actual game you can play and and I clicked on the about and printed it off. Uh it's called uh, uh about the team. This project was commissioned by the Illinois Terrorism Task Force, ITTF, and the Illinois Emergency Management Agency, IEMA to demonstrate a new educational approach for children to learn effective disaster preparedness and response strategies. The first simulation, The Day the Earth Shook, focuses on preparing for an earthquake, such as the one that could occur along the New Madrid or Wabash Valley seismic zones in southern Illinois. The game was developed by the Electronic Visualization Lab at the University of Illinois Chicago, the National Center for Supercomputing Applications, and the Center for Public Safety and Justice. Institute of Government and Public Affairs at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. Hmm. This project was prepared under a grant from the Federal Emergency Management Agency, grant program director within the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Points of view or opinions expressed in this document are those of the authors and do not represent the official position or policies of FEMA, the Department of Homeland Security of the state of Illinois. But it's a video game to prepare for when the eventual earthquake happens. Okay. Now, this comes up out of the blue right after this government solicitation. For all Mm -hmm. this food for seven million refugees. I got another one for you. Okay.
1: FCC presidential emergency alerts to be tested. Yeah. uh, Via the federal news radio, everybody has heard the national emergency alert system. Uh, You know the famous, the familiar duck calls as they call them that reassure listeners. This is a test. This is only a test. The FCC is planning an upgrade to the tests by including presidential announcements in the system. Uh, Lisa Folks, deputy. Deputy Chief of the Public Safety and Homeland Security Bureau of the FCC explained that the federal drive, uh, to the federal drive, the presidential alert isn't new. The primary goal is to provide the president with a mechanism to communicate with the American public during times of national emergency, says folks. The change, she said, is that prior to last week's order, there was no rule in place to call for or allow a test from top to bottom. Folk said, there's never been a test from top to bottom where it's issued by FEMA, and it goes straight down to all the different levels of EAS uh, to, the, to the American public.
0: This is a martial law tool, basically. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what it appears like to me. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, uh, we're getting down to the end. Can we do a few little listener emails?
1: Roll Futurians, it. Futurians. Roll it, baby.
0: Hear the voice of the Futurians. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still way behind on these. We missed a couple of weeks on them, so... Uh, just wrapping up December, starting January. Sorry, these are a little, little old here. This is from our friend Maria. <laughs> uh, this is about Walid Shabat. Uh, says, dear Doctor Future, it is such a gift to get to hear you weekly. Wow. Uh, I'm so sorry they don't feel that way about you, Tom. Uh, you're, well, you're I know. To me.
1: An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You Delete. Give you me, sh- me that thing. I'm to rip it in half. You shouldn't call him an idiot. That's not very nice. Oh, you meant you were. By I'm me. sorry. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, Maria. We're just joking, Maria. Thanks so much to you both for the work you do for us listeners. In my mind, there's no doubt that Shabbat is a Zionist tool. I'm very glad that you exposed him as such and brought him to the attention of your listeners. In regard to the subject, I still wonder whether the decision of the WNO new owners... Was due to how you've been revealing the reality behind Israel, uh, example, the USS Liberty. Zionists have a longer reach than you may be aware of. Well. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I pray for many blessings for you in 2011.
1: She's a lot more conspiratorial than I am.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, uh, for the owners, I, 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 didn't look at it that way. I think they have no, other I fish to fry, but who knows.
1: We're poor. Yeah. Needed I money. Don't I don't
0: know. We don't mean to just pick on that. We're, I explained yeah. myself earlier in this show. We, we need to talk about the stuff that makes us most uncomfortable because the regular Christian radio else covers Mostly, everything else. Yeah, their yeah. whole
1: thing is how to live your best li- life now, and we're like, yeah. how to expose your biases and become more, and thereby become more holy through a process of sanctification.
0: Whew, that's a mouthful. This is from Melissa. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, again, these are a few weeks old here, so they're referring to the Walid Shabbat and Crystal Cathedral. Uh, it says, "Thank you for debunking Walid Shabbat. Uh, I was the one who had suggested him. Oh wow, one of the people who suggested uh-huh. having him on the show." While it sometimes feels like a Band-Aid being ripped off to hear things like this, the truth is far more important. Melissa, we know how you feel. We have the Band-Aids ripped mm-hmm. off with us all yeah, the Yeah,
1: I feel like I'm bleeding all the time.
0: <clears throat> yeah, for six years. Regarding the Crystal Cathedral, bankruptcy and family-related money transactions and housing allowances. Remember that story, dead with Crystal mm-hmm. Cathedral? Kansas City, for some years, there has been a similar issue. However, the pastor in question is still in his office at his church. And it seemingly is indeed his church. A lot of funny money transactions, staff hmm. that comes and goes, Ex- exposés on in the local news, and yet he's still there. And his wife, children, and their spouses are all on staff. Uh, it says you can get <laughs> details in the 10,000-plus post, not kidding, mm-hmm. at kctalks.com. Um, it says they have traced down the value of their houses, cars, etc. They've also tracked similar situations in other ministries. I was almost sucked into this church, but what I can only call the power and discernment of the Holy Spirit kept me from getting swept in. Amen. Wow, once a few of the uh, aforementioned exposes came out, I dropped the church like a hot potato. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was while doing research regarding the news allegations that I found the KC talk site. Bottom line, at least for me, pay attention to what your church is doing with incoming funds. Are they open and honest about it? Do they tell you how much? Do they tell you what the budget is? Will they answer your questions? Here, ca- I can answer those for future
1: quicks. We have basically no budget. You don't uh,
0: think we're hiding lots and lots of money. Well,
1: you might be, but we, I know that I'm not. We have sold <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> you want to
0: see my car there There's five book
1: sets. Can you help me so to push far. my car so I can get it started? We've you know? already
0: sold five book sets so far, no. so you know, yeah, getting a few dollars yeah. off of each one of those to have to hide mm-hmm. okay anyway um. Do they tell you what the budget is? Will they answer your questions? Uh, or are, as in the case of this place, are they discouraged or possibly escorted out the door? The answer to these are no. Be very leery. How many staff members are related to the senior pastor? In some cases, this is legitimate. But if it looks like he's putting everyone in his family to work, he probably is. Mm-hmm. So the Crystal Cathedral revelation you read in the podcast I listened to yesterday wasn't quite the crush it could have been. I grew up listening to the Hour of Power and for many years, and it was the only church I could attend. So anyway, that's another Comment power, thank you. Found, that sounds like that a, a
1: like a fighting thing.
0: Yeah, like Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, power this is Sister Rangers. Ruth, who's listened to us for a long time. Haven't mm-hmm. heard from her a little while, but yep. uh she says, um Brother Mike, she says your December twenty fourth program was excellent as usual. Uh and your report around the twenty minute mark is why I don't listen or attend Jan Markle's Olive Tree Ministries radio show, Understanding the Times and events conferences anymore, at least for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Never had any involvement with her, so can't speak. I, yeah, I don't know who um, she is. I would, I see her name occasionally, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I would not say everything. I know our listeners know who she is. Uh, I would not say everything that she believes is false, but she's been brought into this anti-Muslim mentality, hook, line, and sinker. I praise mm-hmm. God for discernment and pray for all Christians, actually everyone in that respect daily. Well, that's good. No pray for everybody, including your enemies. Uh, I also want to give a rousing second to the email you read from Robert Bob at the end of the program. So now even our Futurians now have fans. <laughs> we have Futurian that listeners funny? that have their own fan that. club. Yeah. Okay. You and Tom keep up the great work. Sincerely seeking the truth in all things in Christ, Ruth. Huh. Uh, so, and she says she's our sister in the Christian faith. When we have a couple more? Yeah, man. Keep Okay, keep I don't rolling. want to press like our them. luck here, but uh, I like hearing from our Futurians. They're sharp people. Uh When they agree with us, they are. Yeah. Uh Okay. This is from Brother Dell. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Dell is a uh, preeminent author, and he's a very, very skillful believe, author. Did
1: he, did he not send us some books? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: At my request. No, he wasn't pushing. I asked when I, I did some reading on him and said, And this guy is unlike yeah. us. He's legitimate. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so yeah. I asked basically, and he was very kind mm-hmm. uh, to do that, but it was at my request. Uh, he says, uh, I'm enjoying the new format. You and, uh, you and Tom bring topics to the fore which are overlooked and or ignored by the mainstream religious media. Many will be deceived, but not by future quake. Blessings. <laughs> Thanks, brother Dale. Yeah. We appreciate that. Right on. Um, uh, Dale, you let us know if we can mention, we always give first names out of privacy for people, but if we can mention who you are, we'd like to send people over to see where your books are because, uh, you're one of our friends in high places, brother Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Kyle, our friend Kyle. Um, by the way, his, his, uh, middle name, Uh, is all emails are clear to read on air. Hmm. So he has a middle name, (laughs) too. Sweet. Yeah. This is a Joe Ferrer, recent episode comment. He -hmm. says, Hey, Dr. Future, on your year-end wrap-up episode, you mentioned Joseph Ferrer's attitude toward the innocent that may be tortured at Guantanamo Bay. Mm -hmm. That does not surprise me. It saddens me, but doesn't surprise me. I had a very odd email conversation with him back in early 2003 Mm -hmm. that essentially ignited a small essay war between WorldNetDaily and LouRockwell.com." Oh interesting. He got he got Lou Rockwell involved in the fray. Hmm. I questioned his attitude about nine one one and our need to attack Iraq. Now, I want to mention this. Kyle, I had the actual long discourse. Kyle figured out something was wrong with all this stuff way before you and I did. He did wow. it like shortly after nine one one and before the Iraq war. He knew things weren't adding up and he, he had the data there and shared it with uh with uh um Joe, Joseph Farah. Because wow. Joseph Farah was originally skeptical of some things and then he sort of drunk the Kool Aid. Um, he says, I question his attitude about 911 and our need to attack Iraq. I mentioned that if he knows the government lies about the original Iraq War 91, the horror of Waco, the lies about the Oklahoma City bombing, TWA 100 and others, why should he trust this same government when we are told this invasion must occur? He essentially told me that he had sources not of the government proving the necessity. And it essentially told me that if I didn't join this righteous fight for life and freedom, I could take a hike. Now, he's being very kind. Actually, it was much more derogatory than that, what Joseph Farah mm. told him. I then contacted Lou Rockwell and asked him what was going on. He agreed with my position and forwarded my letter to the columnist of his, uh, Karen DeCoster. Not long after, inspired by my email, unknown to me at the time, she reflected how World Net Daily had changed since 9 and did not seem to be the watchdog of the government that it once was. That's this, interesting. Yeah, it is. This inspired a very vitriolic essay blasting her by the chief editor of WellNet Daily at the time. So you see, here's what, what one email can do. This is the impact of one person asking good questions. Mm-hmm. It got into something where it was on like the, the main pages of WorldNet Daily. Hmm. Them, them going against Lou Rockwell, which remind me, I don't ever want to go against the main thinkers at lourockwell.com. They're way too smart. My I'm like head will be handed. Yeah. My head would be handed or, or,
1: or, to me. give me my helmet. I'm going to yeah. go right into the uh, yeah. it,
0: it says, it I seems it struck a struck a nerve at the World Net Daily offices. It was all very strange and disheartening to me. If you're interested, I'll send you the actual emails themselves. Um, hmm. So, anyway. Uh, we need to come to an end, but you want to do one, uh two quick ones for the road? Roll tape. Too, too quick for the road. I mean, I'm, we're going over, but these are just so nice and enjoyable. This is from Sister Mary, uh, our futurian. Uh, she says, uh, I enjoy each and every show. I don't listen on radio, but would love to see the show in syndication. Most importantly, the winter, witty banter of Tom and Mike is very entertaining as well as knowledgeable on a wide variety of topics. I have listened to every one of your archive shows. Again, another wow. person's listened to, you know, we're almost now at 250 weekly shows. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, you know, these are a couple hours, you know. She says, I've listened to every one of your archive shows and each and every one was jam-packed with plenty of researchable information. Huh. I think she's giving us the benefit of the doubt. I yeah. can take a few she, she, of them. She's her being head extra or kind. But, you know. She's being okay. kind in of yeah. fact, so many of your shows are so outstanding that it is hard to pinpoint any guest or subject as being more viable to listen to than the other. kudos and blessings to you both for helping me and my family stay on the narrow path of christ hmm. man i that, isn't that a shot in the arm i mean that's that's ministering to us yeah when you big know, time. now people need to tell us the truth when we 're screwing yeah. up, they need to your tell head, us, and they do your head is but, too big but they Mr. did bionic, but it's surely
1: you do not know anything about biblical exegesis well. <laughs>
0: okay i'm not going <laughs> to comment on that but you know when somebody says that we are helping them and their family stay on the path of christ that's huge. we couldn't have a more noble goal whether we're good at yeah, that or not that's I mean, like the best thing ever she's grading on a big curve for us yeah but i i can tell you mary and everybody else that's that's what our goal is you know we, we certainly not make a lot of money of that or we'd be very mm-hmm. unsuccessful at it um last one here I, I, this is a uh, return one from uh uh sister melissa um uh, who sends information occasionally that's useful here. She says, uh, I'm listening to your archives on my iPod. I'm on the Sherry Tenpenny interview. Wow. I'm one of those who gets flu shots every year. Rethinking that for next year. Doctors tell me every year to get one because I have upper respiratory that leads to chronic sinus infections. And I had no idea there were aborted fetuses and vaccines. That horrifies me. Again, thank you for revealing the truth, Melissa. Wow. So... We've got lots more, and we will get to them later. But right now, we need to bring in Merv, who can tell you how to contact us at FutureQuake. FutureQuake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at
1: Future at futurequake.com. That's d-r-f-u-t-u-r-e at futurequake.com. Tell us your name,
0: city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests, or suggestions for future show topics or guests, are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. I think I forgot that a week or two ago. We missed Omar. He was pretty steamed at me. Yeah. He trashed the place over in the other wing of the Futurequake building.
1: disembodied head flying around, bouncing off of stuff. Yeah, it
0: can do a lot of damage. Yeah. It's not even covered in our deductible. Yeah. On our, well, uh, I happen sure to know in policy. a couple of
1: weeks he's going over to... He's going over to... Uh, dark side? No. He's okay. just going over to Africa for a little while, so...
0: Yeah? Yeah. Is he on the run?
1: For a little little while, witness
0: protection program. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, he's know. going on a mission trip. Let's be clear yeah, to people. Yeah, our good friend Merv is actually doing something useful. Unlike the two of us here, he's going over to minister to some people that need mm-hmm. help over there. Using in his
1: considerable artistic skills to
0: and considerable is putting it lightly. Yeah, and uh, he's going to do some wonderful things along with some other brothers from our church. And uh, if y'all think to pray for them, we'd appreciate that. Any final word before we say goodbye? Um, no. Okay. Nothing. Thanks for putting up with us, you all. I know we get sometimes in ruts on some things, and uh, thanks for letting it get off our chest and being right there with us. And wherever you are, whether you're listening, going to work, or driving across the road or at home, we just appreciate having you there. Thank you for all the encouraging emails. Yeah. And come back next week. Until then, we hope your future's always bright. Have a good day. Ciao. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Quake, quake. quake.